Hi, this is Victoria Miracle and Happy Time, Happy Money Podcast. Working in a marketing industry, I recognize that the most often problem I hear is that I don't have money or I don't have time. And then I realized I can help you with both, so why wait? This is not your typical create budgeting spreadsheet podcast. My goal for this podcast is to spread education around time, money, crypto, blockchain in the simplest language possible. Tune in and enjoy. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Happy Time, Happy Money podcast. And I'm your host, Victoria Miracle. Today, we have Alex. Alex is an engineer, engineer by trade with a master's in management and business administration from the University of Florida. He turned his attention to investing and finance in early 2020 after leaving his job as a senior manager with Amazon. He has a passion for bringing personal finance to underserved communities and regularly volunteers to help improve financial literacy in South Florida. Hi and welcome, Alex. Thank you, Victoria, for having me. It's great to be here. Also great to catch you on. And I'm going to say that at the start of the interview, because I always do the say at the end of the interview, if you want to watch that interview, you can actually do it on YouTube. We're not just on the podcast. It's also video. And as you can see, he is so dedicated and he's traveling and making this interview happen, which is I love commit commitment. That's what's called commitment, <laughs> making things happen. Well, so tell us more about, I mean, your bias stated really well, what you did, what do you do, but share us more like how you got in and more about yourself. Sure. Absolutely. So like you mentioned, I really, it was before 2020, it was really around 2014 that I first began investing in the stock market. So a couple of my peers get in it around that time and they made off very, very well. In fact, at least four of them do not have to work another day in their life because of it. And so I saw that and I knew that there was an opportunity to take what they did and apply it in my own life and apply it in others' lives. So as you mentioned, uh, Wealth Unveiled, it is a site, a financial education site, and it's dedicated to bringing financial wellness and financial education to as many people as possible. Now it is, it's been concentrated in South Florida, but we've expanded kind of our social media presence and more recently our website presence in an effort to really get this message out. So with that, I am a financial coach in the South Florida area as well. I help small businesses and individuals kind of maximize their cash flow and develop these positive relationships with their money. That's so crucial if you are trying to, you know, get to that level of financial independence. Cool. And I guess working at Amazon was fun, but then like you left and decided to do something on your own. What's the, what's the reason? I'm just curious. Yeah. So working with Amazon was a great time. A lot of learning experiences there. Now, with that said, I'm sure that, you know, most of your listeners have heard at this point, they, you work, you definitely work a lot of hours. So I think I saw an idea in my head that involved more of those hours being spent on things that I was passionate about. And as I mentioned, my passion lies in finance. I, I do still plan on kind of working in the, in the tech startup industry. But I think when I'm contributing my best, it's always in finance, whether it be, you know, to underserved communities or, you know, parents or grandparents. I, I like it all. Yeah. So what do you, I know that you have an amazing Instagram that you basically, you know, give a great 
great advice. It's not that advice, but uh, great content for people to learn from. And that's how I basically found Alex. So tell us more about, I know you enter cryptocurrencies a lot. So how did you start it on that? Well, on the cryptocurrency, I think this was back in 2017 is when I first started to invest in cryptocurrencies. Like most people, my first cryptocurrency was Bitcoin. I think being the first entrant to the market definitely has its advantages. And so in 2017, I got in at around $1,000. Didn't have a ton of money to put in, but that money I saw rapidly grow. And so, like I mentioned, you know, I had a couple friends of mine who got in in 2014 and they had invested even less and now they're in far better positions. So since then, I've also dabbled with some Cardano, Solano, Polkadot, but I think Ethereum and Litecoin, I also initially got in in 2017. And at the time, I believe they were around $400 for Ethereum and about $100 for Litecoin. And they went up very quickly too. So like I mentioned, I've gotten to some other altcoins. I've tried to not kind of, you know, ride the, the hype. Uh, I don't necessarily try to invest in the, the, the quickest growing thing. Uh, I try to invest in things that fisk my, or fit my risk tolerance levels. So Cardano, for instance, uh, Polkadot, I'm a big fan of Polkadot just because I think they are certainly faster, more scalable than Ethereum for now at least, right, due to the parachains that they use for each application on its network. So I think kind of to, to circle back, I think the cryptocurrency market is still very, very young. The applications we are just now touching on, you know, whether it be Ethereum, Bitcoin, or Cardano, Polkadot, or, or several of the other top altcoins, I all think that they have several key advantages. And um, Definitely going to be interested to see uh, how it all pans out. So what, uh, tell me more about the, you already touched on, on Polygon, not the Polygon, Polkadot, Polkadot mm -hmm. and Cardano. What else that you are seeing that is a big growth that's coming up? Yeah. So just starting with Bitcoin, I think one of the reasons that I invested in Bitcoin originally was for one, it's the largest by market capitalization. Um, the so-called first mover advantage, which gives it relative stability in the cryptocurrency space, I think that in and of itself is a, is a huge hedge against some of these other <clears throat> externalities that we're seeing, like inflation, right? So a lot of people are looking to gold to hedge against inflation, when if you look at the performance of gold across, you know, even the past five decades, there's been several periods of five years where the cost, or, or excuse me, the, the value of gold has went down when inflation has went up. So it's not perfectly correlated. In fact, it's not very correlated at all. Uh, so I think a lot of people have turned their attention to Bitcoin, me being one of them. Now, you'll get some, some you know, traditional investors that say, you know, it, it's too volatile. And I, I do think that I would love to see a, a longer kind of time period, but I think we're going to, to see that. And with, you know, more and more institutions and more and more countries backing Bitcoin, it's only going to add to its stability and decrease its volatility. Going into Ethereum, I think the application of Ethereum, um, the application, excuse me, are far more than Bitcoin. It's, you know, it's built as a, a kind of a platform to run smart contracts, which are essentially just programs stored on the blockchain that run when, the, you know, certain conditions are met. 
So now we're just, like I mentioned before, now we're just kind of tapping into some of these different applications. We've all seen, you know, NFTs, you know, the $600 million NFTs that have popped up, but other more applicable kind of application or practical applications like, you know, DApps. So last but not least for Ethereum, I do think there's a lot of upside just considering that it is supposed to transition to proof of stake in 2022. I think when that happens, it's going to increase the speed and so I think we've seen some of that baked into the, the, the recent kind of price spike, but I do, do still think that there's a huge upside potential really for both Bitcoin and, and Ethereum. Cardano, one of the things after looking into this, and I started Cardano probably in 2019, so fairly recently, is speed. So whereas uh, I, I think Bitcoin is about tw 20 to 30 transactions per uh, second it's Cardano is 12 to it's actually 7, seven to 12. 12 okay I thought that they had they had 23 is the Ethereum I think add okay okay yeah. uh, we're just super slow you, we're just we're just making point that it's incredibly slow yeah so if you look at Cardano it's up to 250 transactions per second so again from a store of value standpoint Bitcoin makes sense I think it's a great hedge against inflation. I think Ethereum's got its its own position within the altcoin kind of realm. But I think Cardano from a speed standpoint and then from Polkadot from an application standpoint. So uh, those are the core four. I would be remiss to say that I did not dabble in some of the uh, the Dogecoins because I, I you know- Did you I, got I, any? I did. Uh... I'm a firm believer. In I'm a firm believer in five to 10% of my portfolio, especially when I have a lot of income producing years ahead of me. I'm not too concerned about five to 10%. So yes, I did, did buy into that. Did you got Shiba and Floki? Very, very little, very little. Um, uh -huh. but <laughs> I think I've, I think I bought Doge at around 10 cents. So I, I definitely saw some upside there. Didn't sell at 70 cents when before Elon Musk came on Saturday Night Live, but I for me, I'm not. cents. Oh, there you go. Yeah, much better than me. Um, but again, I think. But just I didn't got it at the ten cents though. So. You didn't higher than that. Not the the ten cents though, but still. Okay. Good. Okay. Well, like I mentioned, I think I use the altcoins essentially as a way to kind of hedge against some of the volatility that we see with Bitcoin, um, and I do it in a way that you know the risk reward ratio kind of fits my liking, right? And every person is going to be a little bit different. You know, some people can stomach the swings that go from, you know, 60% a day. But I think what we're starting to see is a little bit more stability in some of the primary altcoins and Bitcoin. Absolutely. Yeah. So what you said, right, the risk reward, risk management. And I think it's very important to speak into that. Let's right diving into the risk management what is your current assets allocation between your crypto investments and like stocks bonds or real estate or whatever the other mm -hmm. you know hard assets invite you follow me your host victoria on instagram give me some love by clicking follow button so you can get more tips on how to have a purposeful and profitable life link in the description below and now we go back to our interview yeah, it's a great question. So I have about 70% of my portfolio in stocks. I have about 25% in crypto. I have about 5% in REITs. I do not own any gold. 
I do not own any bonds. I think bonds right now, I mean, even your treasury inflation protected securities, your tips, they don't do much uh, because you're going to have to pay on any capital gains. So I think one day we might eventually see a shift back to where bonds are a little bit more you know, lucrative. But right now, considering that I'm so you know fairly young uh, and I still have all these income producing years ahead of me, I think my, my portfolio can, can stand to be a little bit more risky. In terms of stocks, I tend to root my portfolio in index funds. Sometimes I dabble with trading. I don't have too much time for it anymore, at least. But like I said, I, I think just from the crypto gains alone of, of 25% of my portfolio, it's been, it's made me happy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so what do you think is like a coming on trend in crypto? Well, like I mentioned, I think my one fear is slightly more regulation. I, I don't think that any one country would be able to do it. In fact, they I mean, we've all seen they've done it in China how many times they've done it in several other countries where they've tried to kind of clamp down on Bitcoin. Do I think that's going to be enough to really reduce value to cause it any type of 30% swing? No, absolutely not. I think it's too established at this point. You have large institutions. I mean, you have, you know, uh, Sailor who just purchased another 600 million you know, dollars worth of Bitcoin. So I think not only are you seeing banking institutions and countries, now you're seeing companies. And the only reason that they're profitable is because they're investing in things like Bitcoin. So I'm not sure that Bitcoin is going to face those huge swings that it did, you know, even a year or two ago. I think one of the reasons that we saw that was because people were so leveraged and they had to cover, cover themselves when it started to drop just a little bit. And I think that's natural. But yeah, I think at least for the large altcoins and Bitcoin, especially Ethereum, we're going to see less volatility in the next few years. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you, um, like, so what's the trend? Well, Bitcoin is I not think a trend, trend kind of anymore, right? And in crypto, <laughs> there's so much that we can go into. And so what, what is the yeah. next upcoming trend? Don't tell me Shiba. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, to be honest, I think I did that more as a joke than anything, but I couldn't tell you the, the, the next trend. I, I really don't know. In fact, again, I don't look for the hype coins. I think we all saw the, the Squid Games coin and how they did the rug pull on, on pretty much everyone outside of the, the developers. So I can tell you from personal experience, I've had you know cryptocurrency developers reach out and want to spread uh, a rug pull which is essentially they want influencers on Instagram and, and Facebook and even, you know, TikTok these days to come on and, and pump up their cryptocurrencies. And meanwhile, they've already purchased it at fractions of a cent. And then when it does pump up, they rug pull them. So I caution all your listeners. I, I think, again, only risk what you can lose. I do think that for your younger listeners, it's, it's very important to if you have conviction in a certain investment, go for it, right? I think a lot of people take a very, very safe approach in index fund investing is fine, but that's not the, where the real reward is. Uh, again, just to put things into perspective, I've known people that have taken their portfolios from you know a couple thousand dollars to over $4 million in a matter of a couple of years. So I do think cryptocurrency is the, is the future. It's got the capacity to really revolutionize not just uh, centralized banking, 
but a lot of the applications that we see that we're not even thinking of nfts is just the, the start right so um still in a very very early time to invest in it don't think you're too late and i would encourage all of your listeners to to do their due diligence and if they're interested in something make sure you do your research and then make sure it fits, fits your risk tolerance level absolutely i absolutely agree what would you recommend to in terms of in terms of cryptocurrency no 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 just in terms of risk management and like yeah yeah again i think that that's going to be a function of age right you know being someone that's still got 30 30 years ahead of me where i can produce income for me i take a little bit more risk on uh, i've tended to do that for the past five six years now as well for someone that's in their 40s or 50s or, or closing in on retirement i would start to uh, kind of wean their way off of certain cryptocurrencies especially the volatile ones that's when i would start to take a more index fund bond approach i don't love bonds but if you're approaching you know retirement the last thing that you want is the stock market to collapse i mean there's a lot of bubbles that we we know are eventually going to 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 have to come down the last thing that you want going into retirement is to lose 50% of your portfolio and then have you know have to work for the next 10 years so uh, again it's a function of age if you are someone that's got 30 plus years of of income producing years ahead of you then i would say take some risks as you approach 50 to 60 start to make that transition to less risky stocks index funds are a great way i mean you can pretty much count on 10% per year there are going to be some market pullbacks and some corrections which are absolutely healthy for stocks to continue and then as you approach you know the the maybe the 2 to 3 years out of retirement then i would start to to leverage some bonds and maybe some rates and maybe some commodities yeah, absolutely. I absolutely agree. Can you work? You can work and make more money and invest always in another dodge or I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's exactly right. <laughs> I know, but that's the, that's the reality. If you're younger, just go for it, right? You can make money, you can lose money. And we all made the good decisions, bad decisions. And I think it's better. The more you do bad decisions, like what is it bad? You get a really great lesson and experience. So that then you older, you're like, okay, I've done that. I know that mistake. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. So yeah, definitely don't be like so scared and trying things because I think that's what beauty of this world is. People just trying doing Bitcoins and exchanging in the cafes with like a cash and then yeah. look, at, look at this industry now. So was driven by people. Now, yeah, 10 years from now, I'm not sure that cash, maybe 15, maybe 20. Oh, probably 10, 15. Seen. I'm on the same way. Yeah. There's no cash. I think cash is going to be a completely outdated wow. thing. We're already starting to see it on some certain airlines and, and certain countries. So definitely excited to, to see what the future has in store for us. Exactly. Amazing conversation. I know you have some awesome gift for my audience. And yeah, just share more about how they can get in touch with you. Sure. So for the first three of Victoria's listeners, we'll be giving away two months of coaching where we'll kind of take you through a deep dive to understand where your opportunities are. We'll create a plan and we'll help you start to kind of form your goals. So for the first three that message at Wealth Unveiled, DM me, uh, we, will, we will give you that offer.
Yeah, we will put everything as always in the episode web page. If you're watching or listen, just scroll down. It's going to be the first thing, the link that you see. And then when you go there, there's going to be all contact information and video and audio of the podcast. And you can subscribe to our email newsletter. Thank you so much, Alex, for coming on. So good to connect and uh, chat about crypto. Always fun. And thank you for watching and listening. And I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for the listening to this episode. And if you love this podcast, please make sure to rate, subscribe, and review. And of course, you can get in touch with me everywhere online at happytimehappymoney.com.